0: Hey y'all! Welcome what's, back. What's up? We are Truth Beer Pod, and this is uh, Truth Beer Pod after the main recording.
1: Yeah, a little bonus are, episode going on here. A little
0: bonus. Uh, we are here uh, still at Higher Gravity Summit Park. Uh, there's been a couple of things in the local craft beer community uh, that we wanted to talk about. So, yeah. yeah so uh, we just finished recording uh, our main episode where we talked about a little bit of uh, Beers and Beards.
1: Mm-hmm. Beers and Beards.
0: Beers and Beards. And then we did uh, Cincy Brewcast with mm-hmm. Verge Yep. Uh, brewing Company. And then um, Ship Beers. Or uh, they just
1: talked about random stuff. I the, mean. Like
0: uh, no. Banana Land or something.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: banana Hammocks. Whatever. Oh,
1: gosh. All the
0: bananas. Hey!
1: Promo code GNOME at Manscaped.com. That's
0: right. A uh, couple of things locally. We wanted to go ahead and uh, get a drink and just talk about and so I have a, a pour of Cazadores a Repasado Tequila uh, I have not had this brand uh, okay, yet. Okay. Nice. Uh, this was on recommendation from our producer Annie. Producer <laughs> uh, Annie's uh, producer the best. Producer Annie, uh, you are working on still your King Al, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: Al Bundy, uh, Ale from uh, <laughs> that is uh, toppling Goliath and equilibrium.
1: Yes, or is it Al Franken? Or is it <laughs> Al Albert Franken. Einstein? Or is it? There yeah. are any number of weird Al. Weird Al. Yankovic.
0: Yeah, weird yeah. Al Yankovic. I or, mean, or, uh, and this
1: could be this could be any number could of be of any
0: any owl. Al Al it,
1: it could be. Oh, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. So Top five <laughs> owls, Julia.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Uh, bard, Great Horned, um, Screech. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good
0: job. Touché.
1: So, that fun story about that, when uh, I was up here, I forget if it was... Tuesday before you got here It was when Jason was here. So I guess it was Tuesday. Um, when he was filling in for Annie because she wanted to do a Thursday shift for uh for trivia night. Mm-hmm. We were talking and he was, you know, filling out like what was coming in and and he's like, "Oh," and he was describing the 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 can art. And I'm like, "Oh, you mean like a dinosaur dressed as Albert Einstein." And he was and he kind of looked at me and he goes, yeah and I'm like you didn't mention the breweries involved so in my head I'm picturing like the bird like an owl with I don't know maybe antlers or maybe something else really weird about this particular owl and I was kind of I was disappointed until I heard Toppling Goliath and went dinosaurs I'm still in yeah. 100% so, so it's that's Julia's King, fun fun fact. Yes,
0: K I N G. Like Al King Sue A L. Yes, like uh, you not can call definitely. me Al.
1: <laughs> can I call you Betty
0: <laughs> instead? I'd, I'd rather call
1: you Betty if, if you can call me Al.
0: Betty, you be ready? Man. You can call me Al.
1: <laughs> man. You're singing and you're not even through two sips of your tequila. Like, so no,
0: not even through two. Yeah. So we
1: wanted to do, to do a, a bit of a bonus episode. You know, maybe fifteen twenty minutes. Nothing too crazy about. Yeah some local brewery news because it's something that Marco and I are both pretty passionate about but Mm -hmm. we never really talk about on our show or even any bonus episodes that we've done and I don't know why like there's no good reason for it and I feel like there might be a slight void in the Cincinnati craft beer podcast world that we could try to to fill a little bit with with some of this
0: a little bit of uh, grand opening grand closing right so uh, there was the R.I.P. to uh, Rebel Metal mm-hmm. uh, several weeks back. Yep. yep. Uh, and then more recently, there's the R.I.P. to Rolling Mill mm-hmm. in uh, Middletown. So their last day, I think, is the last day of this month, September. I believe so. Uh, yeah. I believe. And so they have, they. for those of you who don't know, Rolling Mill, Rolling Mill is a uh, gluten-free brewery. Feel? The only Gluten free brewery in Ohio, right? Uh, uh, Open for five years.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of their beers were named after their dogs, like Two Goldens was their, right. their kind of flagship beer,
0: way better than the what is it, the Stinky Kitty or whatever it is, the Creamy
1: from Kitty, Creamy
0: Kitty from yeah, uh, Barleycorns or whatever.
1: Yeah, we're not going to talk about them.
0: We can yeah,
1: skip it. We're we're, we're skipping over over that. So,
0: one. but uh, certainly gluten free brewery. Uh, owner had, uh, one of the owners, uh, husband and wife had celiac disease and, uh, the other had a, um, a intolerance or an, or an allergy to gluten. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, they had a passion and, and came together to, uh, create this brewery uh, that was a gluten-free brewery right certainly there is a segment of the market that they were filling a void for mm-hmm. uh, it, when you think of segments of, of this market that you're filling a void for this gluten-free brewery there's the uh, non-alcoholic mm-hmm. uh, uh, segment to it
1: um, will there ever be a lactose-free brewery like i know that i know so. that god i hope so I mean, that's. I feel like that's a that would affect a pretty big portion of the drinking population. That there is almost a need for it, but I yeah. don't know if get out of here with the. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know.
0: But anyway, they are uh, closing, mm-hmm. shutting their doors after five years. Uh, it, and you would think after five years, after navigating through COVID, mm-hmm. or the first. You know, uh, waves and repercussions of, of COVID itself to come out now, uh, when COVID essentially shut everything down in in uh, late February, early March of 2020, mm-hmm. and as we are talking, we are talking in uh, late September of uh, 2022. You made it this far, mm-hmm. and then now it, you've come to the point to close and from the article uh which was unfortunately uh very vague and short right it just said they lacked the funding and finances to uh progress uh to be able to profit and continue to to do this
1: but they also said that there were some health issues within the family and that it didn't say if, that, if that family was like immediate you know the husband wife you know kids whatever or if it was more extended family but they also use that as part of the decision that we want to be able to help our family through whatever whatever's going on they don't need to to justify it but they said the combination of the two led them to say you know what closing now is, is is what we need to do right now we need to focus on our family we don't want to have to fight the finances, and so we're going to be closing our doors, which I've only had their beers at beer festivals. Like, I never actually made it up to the brewery, and I don't know that I'm going to make it up before they close, um, which which does upset me a bit. But I think they had an amazing run. I think that they they proved that the demand in the market for those gluten-free beers and for like an actual dedicated place that only makes certified gluten-free options is viable is something that is is not just something to where you know your any other brewer in the city said oh well hey we made a beer this one's gluten-free but there's the potential for cross-contamination it was nice to see that the effort was made to provide that that service and that product to, as you said, a percentage of the population that is not able to enjoy beer on a, on a, on a normal basis.
0: I have a lot of questions that are unanswered, right? And sure. so, unfortunately, you know, I, I I hate to say goodbye to anybody in this craft beer community. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were filling a need and right. uh, a niche. You know, it, it's it's a need for people with celiac disease. It's a need for people that have. Uh, gluten intolerances, and I'm glad they were able to to service those needs. But some of the questions I would ask uh, are: uh, was your was your tap room full on Friday and Saturday night? Mm-hmm. Another question I would ask is: uh, in order to be as profitable as you wanted. Uh, If your taproom was full on Friday and Saturday night, if it was full on, let's say, Wednesday night when you did trivia, if you did a decent amount on, let's say, a a Sunday or a a Monday, Tuesday, just, you know, whatever. Sure, yeah. uh, If you did a decent amount there, did you see distribution as the only way that you were going to be able to grow and, and to succeed? if the answer is yes and that was the only way that you were going to be able to grow and succeed I know that they underwent an expansion and what then what then happened I mean um, because I would think now I'm not please don't take in anything that I'm not saying in any way that that I'm in in any way an expert Uh, my comments do not reflect Uh, anything other than uh, my personal thoughts and opinions not any place that I may or may not uh, be affiliated with Um, those questions are asked I would ask because if your place was busy if your place was full uh, on the weekends if your place did a fair amount of business during the week did you find that even being busy then It was not a sustainable model. And, you know, I I just I don't know. I I, to me it almost sounds like like a product like athletic brewing where Mm -hmm. I have no idea if there's an athletic brewing taproom. I have no idea if there's two or three or ten. Right. But I know that because they fill a need in a market in America that is it's not 10%. No. Non-alcoholic no, beer category is not 10%. It's not 5%. It's, at the moment, grown to double its size to about
1: 4%. And it's still making it kill Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there's, what, one gluten-free, mass-produced brewery that you can find, and it's what, like Breckenridge or something mm-hmm. of the nature? Uh, actually, glu- gluten-burden. Well,
1: so- is oh, it, yeah, yeah, glu- yeah Glutenberg. Um, and again, I, like, ciders are out there. But if you're looking for beer.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you're looking for beer. Yeah, 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 So it's something that, it's something where a small craft space could fill. And I'm not saying, and I, I'm not asking those que- uh, questions in any way a, a malicious fashion. No, or, no. Or, anything, or to say that, you know, these questions are in any way some reason that, know i have i have answers that they don't have no, it's not at all uh, but when a brewery is in planning in, in planning to to open um what are the differences between the planning and the reality mm. is what i would ask sure, because sure. you navigated through a pandemic and then now that you're at the point where the pandemic is not restricting you in any way um did it take everything you had to get there and you just couldn't go any forward anymore? Because it, it did sound like there was a, a funding or a financing issue and, of course, family sure, problems. Sure. And the family problems, family comes first. Absolutely, 100%. Um, but if they could have stayed a viable business and helped family, I don't know whether they would have preferred that or not that's their own personal decision
1: and something that i'll kind of throw into the like the financial like how you said you managed to survive through the pandemic but now that the pandemic is over now there's the financial struggle and i'm again i'm not an expert i am just repeating things that i have heard the
0: restrictions of the pandemic well correct well
1: right right right
0: not you know, we're, we're not
1: we're not saying the pandemic's over. Yes, correct. You said the restrictions. Now they can have as many people in the taproom as they want, that kind of thing. Right. The only thing that I'm going to, and I don't even want to say counter that with, but the only thing that I want to bring up that is something that never even crossed my mind until I was listening to season one of Bruce Guy's Happy Hour, the loans that these small businesses got... That some of them even had to like put their houses up for collateral for. Uh-huh. They're just now, and just you know, within the past year or so, the government is starting to say, or the banks, or whoever is starting to say, okay, now you need to start paying that back. So yes, restrictions are lifted, but they were making almost nothing. And again, this I I don't know any of the financial situations of any brewery. This is purely my own, my own individual thought on maybe what happened during the pandemic people were just barely making it by if they were in the brewery business they took out these loans to try to keep the doors open whatever that meant during the pandemic restrictions but now that those restrictions are lifted and now the banks are saying okay now you need to start paying that back well they were already potentially in the red close to the red and and this isn't really most specifically this is just again a a very broad global stroke On the brewery industry as a whole maybe it was something to where yes with some financial aid they were able to make it through the pandemic when there were a lot of restrictions in place but now that places are saying okay well now you need to start giving that back maybe that's what that tipping point was and again i don't know any of their financial situation I I, i don't know any of the specifics this is purely a hypothetical this is potentially something that could have impacted them in a way that they were not that you couldn't plan for you couldn't plan for a pandemic to happen really i mean there's only so much of a disaster contingency plan that you can have in place Uh, but go ahead
0: i get i get that and i just with being uh a brewery that that serves a a very particular segment Mm -hmm. of the population and and serves a a maybe underserved segment of the oh, population. Oh, for sure,
1: for sure.
0: It's disappointing that they unfortunately had to close their doors mm-hmm. because they did go through a a system upgrade. Uh, they were at one point <coughs> distributing beer mm-hmm. or or their product, we can call it. Sure, sure. And so, and it was a passion of a husband and wife who need a product like that for the their own enjoyment right and so that's it's just unfortunate and it's um i i hope i hope in closing the brewery they're able to fulfill the to the extent that they want to, the obligations that they want to pay to the to the family needs. Sure, yeah. And they, from listening to podcasts and stuff in, in, in history, uh, they were in their own fields. And hopefully they find uh, a way of um, going forward mm-hmm. in whatever field that was or whatever field they choose. They have a lot of knowledge and experience. And... It's it's just unfortunate and disappointing that something that served a niche uh, couldn't find the sort of traction like a brewery such as Urban Artifact. Stores. Right, sure, you know, sure. Urban Artifact serves a niche.
1: Oh, absolutely, they do.
0: And they are able to um, to continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're able to be a product that is highly rated. Uh, they're able to be a product that is distributed. They're a product that's been able to ship. Um, Roly Mill served a a niche for uh, people who have uh, severe uh, allergies or intolerances. intolerances yeah. And yeah. so for them to for them to have to close, it's just one less option out of extremely few options that those people have.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and, and so uh, personal aspect aside from the from the family needs you know and, and the and all that um, it's unfortunate that that those niche um, craft beer drinkers don't have that as an option.
1: Right. But what I what I do in a kind of say to round up the the kind of rolling mill closing part of this is it's disappointing and you know unfortunate that they close absolutely but they at least reached out via social media they let people know what was going on Rebel Metal, I loved that place. I absolutely loved it. I mean, again, I'm one of those, you know, I I bought their beer in stores. I didn't make it to the tap room as much as I would have liked to, but I bought their beer in stores. I felt that, you know, I was helping the brewery buy, you know, buying their beer when when I could. Talked to the owners multiple times. Every time I went down there, if I would run into them at beer events. But I was really disappointed that when they closed their doors... There was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. They provided back to their customers, to their to their friends of the brewery, to say, hey... And, and I understand that. I'm sure that cannot be an easy thing to do. I'm sure that it was a devastating realization to make. And to actually start marking down on stuff were clothes. I'm sure that that was heartbreaking. I can't imagine that it wouldn't be. But to... To not at least acknowledge the people that loved what you were doing and that supported you with what you were doing. And every time they saw you, they said hi and they're like, hey, man, it's so awesome to see you. I love your beer, love this. You know, what's coming up next? I mean, like, not even two or three weeks. It was probably maybe two weeks before they closed. I was at a small beer event that they were present at. And I'm like, yeah, is there anything new coming down the pipelines? I think one of the, the brewers or someone that worked there was present. He's like, man, we have a couple of new things coming. It's going to be awesome. This is so cool. And then, like, a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was later, all of a sudden it's just no posts, no, absolutely nothing. Just, hey, does anyone know why... When you look up rebel metal on Google, it says, instead of their hours permanently closed, what's going on? Yeah. And again, I I don't know what it's like to be someone that has that big of a passion project going. And to have to say, I can't do this this project anymore. Like I, I do not know what mental toll that takes, but at the same time, to, to not acknowledge it at all, no, I just it disappointed me.
0: But well, Julia, no, I, I, to a to an extremely minuscule degree,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's what we're doing.
1: Sure, it,
0: it, it's it's compared to putting a, a you know a second mortgage mortgage on your home or you know taking all the money out of your four hundred one k. Right. Oh, right. All, right. All that stuff. Sure, but to right. a, a minuscule degree, that's what we're doing. I mean, Truth Beard Pod is alive because we have a passion for craft beer and because we decided to put our money into it and you know the the, the people who support us on uh, you know through the support us link and mm-hmm. the people who support us by talking about us on other podcasts and who share us with you know other their friends and everything else I mean if this ever stopped uh, there's still people out there that uh, do listen regularly
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um
1: as, as to, much- one,
0: to one degree I'd say, yes, if you never gave us a dollar or if you never shared us with a friend, you know that may or may not play into whether the show continues or not, but honestly this is this is a small enough investment for the two of us, although we've invested quite a bit <laughs> uh, the two of us. This is a small enough investment to where we can if if ever the day comes we could walk away and, and monetarily our lives would not be turned upside down true and true. unfortunately what i fear for everybody who has to close is that there's a personal this may monetary
1: uh, impact I'm sure I'm or right right, right, that, right that
0: may become a vacuum that i don't know how they're going to get out
1: of sure i guess i guess that i look at it from more of that that personal perspective
0: do you want a straw, so you can pinch that no. out of there?
1: No, If I drink it, I drink it. Okay. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I'm it's actually good.
1: waiting, so I can be like, hey, oh, he's still alive. He
0: if he dies, he dies. Are you gonna save it? Yeah. Is it saved?
1: Um, I don't know where. Oh, yeah, he just flew. <laughs> he just flew. Wow, you did it. He's saved. Oh no, there he is. He's right there. It's still saved. He's drunk. I saved a spider that was on our front porch. Um, Josh wanted me to destroy it with fire, and I was like, "I'll just move him down to the to the tree by the the street." Instead I'm of Kim. Our
0: Josh. Pitch, I'm Kim. Because
1: Josh. Uh, they the bugs. spiders going to come back. See, we get a lot of bugs around our front porch because of the porch light. The spider catches yeah. them and eats them to get rid of them, so they don't fly into our house when I come home at you know ten o'clock at night on the porch. is rhyme
0: problems. when we're like? Yeah. Back in Catholic school, about a spider and the thing, and yeah. Then, anyways.
1: Yeah. Hey, okay. But but no, like I I know I know exactly what you're saying about. Um, he's coming over to your tequila class. No, just fuck to head that.
0: <laughs> this motherfucker died.
1: He's dead now, Julia? Damn. After uh, he was he was so drunk, he was. Feeling good, and you just destroyed it. But That's no, what I it's, do. it's I, I understand 100% about like the financial side and the uh, that side of things. But I guess to me, on kind of that personal, like if something happened to where Truth beer Pod needed to stop, we would. At, I feel like we would at least acknowledge, like, hey, you know, sad that this is our last day yeah, or show, whatever. So. But we appreciate everyone that ever had. You know, that ever listen to our show to where you know you have a brewery closing you know we appreciate anyone that ever had a pint or a can of of our beer you know. yeah I, I don't know yeah. I just I just feel like
0: and also we're doing it wrong apparently to all of our friends like apparently some somehow there's some sort of tax benefit to what we're doing <laughs> to where uh not benefit it's, necessarily no, no, some but, sort of this, tax, could, this could uh, be a
1: this could be a business this could be a yeah. considered a business I don't know
0: and we don't no, do that. I, I don't we don't do that no so but. so
1: so right and, and and if that financial burden is so hard I mean like I said I don't know what it feels like to have to shut down your your life's passion project I don't and, and to each their own to each, you know I'm not I ran into to Greg or Mike somewhere I am still going to be like holy shit it's awesome to see you how are you doing you know in in the general sense i just really wish that that the people that supported the brewery would have gotten an acknowledgement yeah and maybe that's selfish maybe that's selfish to say Uh, but but i don't know i just but it's not
0: selfish on your part i mean because i don't know you didn't buy any gluten-free beer you know, it's it, it's sure. just, it's just a well from I guess uh, acknowledging the
1: situation at a, as a at whole
0: rebel metal right, then. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah. I definitely, mean for,
1: for that definitely. I just I just feel like for, for Rolling Mill, like they didn't have to say anything. They could have just said, hey, you know, after five great years, you know, it's we've decided that we need to unfortunately close the doors and Well they they're can, the
0: one that brought up the money uh, stuff.
1: Um, but, but, but that's what I'm saying. All they, all they could, you know, all they needed to have said was, you know, we've decided that it is best for us at this time to close the doors. We thank everyone for coming out. We hope to see you in the future. You know, whatever, and right. not mention family, not mention money, not mention anything, but just acknowledge, hey, our doors are closing. Instead of not knowing anything except for what you see on like a Google search or like you try to go to their website and you get this domain is available and you're like, I don't understand what happened. You drive by and there's plywood over every, you know, over all the right. entrances. And again, I understand not in the personal sense. Cause again, I've never had to go through it, but I know that that wasn't an easy call to realize you have to make. I just wish, and again, this is me personally, your mileage may vary. Maybe you don't care that they never acknowledged that they were closing on social media. That's fine. I just kind of wish that their patrons... Because they were bu- every time I went there, they were busy. It's not like I ever went on a Friday night and it was dead. I don't know. I just yeah. kind of... I, I wish we would have gotten so. something from them to acknowledge yeah. any part of it. I so, don't fault them t- for it, but I do wish that it would have been...
0: For the second Different. or third time to try to wrap up the uh, closing <laughs> portion of uh, Rebel Metal and Rolling Mill. Yes, because we uh, have some
1: good stuff to talk about, too. The
0: only other thing I'd say is that uh, I, I want, I want uh, news media to do better. Yes. Uh, these pencil-whipped articles that you get, and I understand I'm, I'm reading them for free. Sure. and you want me to sign up for whatever bullshit <laughs> subscription you want me to <laughs> sign up for, do better. Yeah. These articles suck.
1: They, they do? They are
0: terrible. It, they grab you with a headline, like, uh, local brewery closing. And it's like three three paragraphs that were put out from the, the place itself. There's no journalism there. No, it's um, a copy um, paste from there's social a, media. Right. There's not a QA. and a there, nobody took the time to, to speak with anybody. It's just reposting essentially what it is a social media post from someplace. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not journalism. Or, you remember, or entire- you remember when journalism uh, journalists used to go and actually speak to people right. or, or you, interact or, with people? Or you
1: get the headline, like you said, you know, local brewery closing, and then. The story itself is a maximum of three lines. You know, such and such a brewery has closed their doors. We reached out to the ownership for, for comment and have not received a response. Well, then you know what? What's it's the, not what's, a fucking story. Fu- what is the point?
0: It, it's not a story. I agree. All it is is a headline.
1: Just make that. Just make that a, your social media post. Then just right. be like, hey, we received word of this. We have not gotten comment. We'll post a story when we have content for you. I don't you know
0: what. I there's a conundrum there because. <laughs> Uh, with journalists um, uh, putting out journalism this way, right? It just gives a lot more uh, landing pad for uh, people like the gnarly known who actually sit down and talk to people.
1: I agree. You know, I agree. And,
0: and so, and um, and it, not us, because that's not what we do. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, I I feel like I'm not wrong for asking journalists to uh, do a little bit of journalism. So. I agree.
1: I agree with that. Yeah, that. Do you need to get another drink before we talk about some of the positives? Because I know we said this was going to be like a 15, 20-minute show, and we're definitely over that right now. And we have we have some positive stuff happening locally that we want we to do. talk uh, about.
0: I should. And the reason I should is because we're going to cheers when we're done. I Absolutely. You should have, a, you should should have, have something, something in your, in your glass. glass. All right. Other take a real limes. quick break,
1: and we'll be back with some good news from the Cincinnati craft beer uh, scene. Yeah. All right. All right. So we talked about some of the bad, some of the unfortunate situations happening with Cincinnati breweries in the recent weeks. But there's some good news coming out of that with every, and this is a terrible, terrible thing to say, but with every door that closes, another one opens. Uh, Good news for the brewery, the Cincinnati craft brewery scene. Uh, unfortunately you know we had two places close and announce their closing but we also have two places that have opened and are opening very very soon yeah uh, that that i think we should celebrate and that we should shout out so we have Muller brew barn up in monroe ohio yeah they just recently opened their doors not a standalone cincinnati craft brewery i mean this is one of what they have four, five? They're going to have like a total of, I believe, five locations around the Cincinnati, Northern Cincinnati, Northern Ohio area. Uh, Cincy Brewcast did a great episode um, with and about them, so definitely go check that out. But it's great to have another Maria brewery.
0: Stein. Did I remember in that Maria
1: correct? Stein? Yep, yep, you are correct.
0: Jesus. Good Where job. Did I pull this shit from
1: from from our notes, from our shared notes, That's because right. your That's notes true. are my notes. That's right. Good job. Uh, but yeah, so very excited that that they're here. I have—I don't think that I have ever had a Muller Brew Barn beer, but I, I am very excited to try it. Uh, they took over the old, took over, bought whatever—I don't know proper terminology anymore. It's late enough. Uh, the old Rivertown Brewing facility, and I'm glad to see that another brewery went into that space instead of it being turned into just like a random warehouse or something.
0: Put up a parking lot. <laughs>
1: Cut down all the trees, paid the shit out of everything, and they put up a parking lot. Yeah, big so yellow taxi.
0: I I too I'm am glad. Proud. It's a uh, it's a brewery. Yeah, and yeah. From the interview that the normally known did, it sounds like they do have plans for that brewery mm-hmm. as far as production space. They better. Yeah. It's oh, it's huge. Yeah,
1: space. absolutely, absolutely.
0: Uh, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. they're open. Uh, I have I have not stopped by yet, even though I.
1: You're pretty do. close with the with uh, the new place that you don't work at, right? Correct. Nice. Yeah. The place good.
0: I don't work at is, is not far away. Good. Good. Uh, but I I was going to give them time.
1: Yeah, get uh, to settle in the systems and, and all think that. Sure. With sure. With
0: what I do and where they are, like, oh, I should be there on day one. Nah. Nah, I don't. Nah, I don't think it's so.
1: like I feel like if you can okay, but don't take what you get on the day one or week one as what That's it's going point. to be. That's right, my Right, right, right. Point. Sure, I, there's nothing wrong with going up to the grand opening and seeing what they're about, what they're doing, but do not make your like final permanent opinion based off of their initial opening uh, presentation of what what they're doing yeah 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 that's that's really cool that's awesome um but also lebanon brewing company lebanon is opening brewing up company. within the next week week and a half
0: uh yeah October? so people listening to this podcast are not going to listen till friday um there was a industry uh soft opening uh i believe it's monday through thursday from four to eight industry soft opening <laughs> I think
1: Friday. I think their grand opening's the twenty third, which is Friday when this comes out. So, oh,
0: okay, very good. Yeah. Very good.
1: So, so when this episode comes out, well, unless I post on Saturday. Either way, by the time you listen to this, they should be open to the public. Yeah. Yes, and again, up in Lebanon, so a little closer to you in your current not place of work. That sounded awkward, but right. you know, I'm running with it. Then, then not me. that far but from
0: one of the places that I did work.
1: This is true. This is very true. So, yeah. very exciting that they're not necessarily in the Cincinnati city limits, but they're close enough to where we're going to accept them into the Cincinnati craft beer family with open arms. And if they have good beer, open we're going to drink the hell out of it. Oh, the tequila is hitting. That's so, awesome.
0: So, uh, I actually, with the cellar dweller, I did a... I did a presentation at uh, in Lebanon mm-hmm. at like their I mean I don't know where this Lebanon Hall or, or whatever but yep. anyways I took beer key things did, did all that stuff and it, it was cool but anyways not far from Cellar Dweller at all that's cool um, congratulations to Miller Brewborn congratulations to Lebanon Brewing Company yes uh, you know maybe we can get out there sometime soon um, unfortunate for the places that had to go away. We covered that. Right. And, uh, you know, congratulations to the places that are coming along.
1: Right. And I do want to talk about them more once they're open and have and have had a chance to be open for a bit. It's kind of hard to really talk about them because, I mean, Gnome's already given you as much of an introduction to these places as, as you can have on both his podcast and on TheGnarlyGnome.com. Without any actual experience with them, all that we're going to be able to say is just a repeat of what the gnome has already said and what he's already written. So I am very excited for them opening, and I'm even more excited for when we get an opportunity to get up there to try their beers, to see their spaces, and to, I don't know, welcome them into, uh, as I said before, the Cincinnati craft beer family. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, cheers, Julia. Yeah, Uh, this was a
1: bit of a longer uh, little bonus episode than we thought. But cheers to you, Marco. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this little (laughs) long-ish snippet of some local brewery news happening here in the Cincinnati area. My bad. All good, man. We will see you guys in the next episode coming up very, very soon. Bye.